0: Hey everybody and welcome to the first episode of the Sweet Soul Spot. I am Charles Williams and I am very excited to bring one of my dreams and passions to you. About 10 years ago, I started a music blog of the same title where I shared my thoughts and opinions on my favorite music and artists. The name came from a nickname Sweet Soul that my wife gave me. It was so fitting for my love of soul music and the passion I put into keeping up with the industry. As time went on and life happened, I let the blog wane with a couple of reincarnations in the process. Well, this is the reimagining of the sweet soul spot. Yes, I am bringing it back in a different platform. This will be a podcast with all my dreams and plans of taking my passion and knowledge to a larger audience. The Sweet Soul Spot is the place to have real, open, thoughtful, and fun conversations about music that we call soul or and or R&B. We will have discussions about the music industry, specific albums or projects, as well as artists and music trends. We will share some of our life experiences as it relates to the music we love. We will also share music reviews and critiques, as well as open and analytic dialogue about music and the industry. We will also feature artist interviews, most of which which are local and or independent artists that we think you as a listener should know and learn about. I am excited about the Sweet Soul Spot and hope that you become a regular listener. This time around, though, I have an illustrious co-host to share similar passions for music and the arts. Over the years, I have encountered a number of people that I am just able to vibe with and talk music all day long. My co-hosts are Mr. Philip Holly and Mr. Iman Martin and today we just want to introduce ourselves and the sweet soul spot. Today's episode is what I call the introduction. To get things rolling, I'm going to steal a line or question from one of my favorite movies, Brown Sugar. And seeing that, uh, I'm going to ask Philip first. Philip, when did you fall in love with music? What's
1: going on, good people? Phil Holly here. So, you know, I think for me, it started off like most little black kids in their house. Every There's a weekend that's a weekend day or a day of the weekend that's dedicated to cleaning.
2: Mm-hmm. And so
1: Saturday was our day. And I would clean with my grandmother. Um, this is my dad's mom. And she had a record player. And so she had like... Aretha Franklin Records, I mean, Hug Your Jackson Records, and that's normally what she would listen to. But as I came along and was cleaning up with her, I was like, we gotta listen to something else. So, um, I am from Detroit, and everybody from Detroit that I know loves Anita Baker.
2: And so yeah. Anita
1: Baker was somebody that we could cling to. You yeah. know, there there was a jazz station that we would listen to, um, and we would just clean. And one of my random memories is... Um, one Sunday, it was. Just, I mean, one Saturday morning, it just seems like they just kept playing mm-hmm. Anita Baker mm-hmm. songs, and I'm like, Grandma, they playing like all my favorite songs?" This is before I had a concept of what a cassette player was. Okay, I knew what LPs were, mm-hmm. but not really a cassette. So it was just that she had uh, one of my dad's cassettes, and so she was just kind of playing the cassette, you know, you know, all day. So that's one of my earliest things. Uh, one of the earliest memories of music for me. Obviously, I sang in church choir and stuff like that, but I don't really remember any of that stuff. My dad has been looking for this tape from my three-year-old solo for the last (laughs) 33 years. He ain't found it yet, so I have no idea what that sounds like, but just listening to her and her tone and the texture
0: of her voice, like, that did it for me. So do you think Anita is what made you start to want to sing in the choir, or...?
1: Um... Well, my grandmother would believe that everybody need to do something musical, okay. you know? So okay. everybody played an instrument at some point or another. My aunt played piano. My uncle Malcolm played sax, um, alto. My dad, I think, played trumpet. My uncle played trombone. But my uncle Malcolm is the only person who kind of held on to music. So mm-hmm. there aren't any other musicians in my family. Okay. So a lot of people come from musical families um, where they all get together during the holidays and sing songs around the piano. I ain't had none of that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> my uncle... Really loved music, held on to music, and is a jazz musician to this day. But it's like his second gig, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but he always like bought musical instruments for me, so like I had pianos and keyboards and drums and maracas and okay. you know bongos, anything you can think of musical. He <laughs> and would don't buy. play any of them now. Not an area. <laughs> <one>. But uh, <laughs> but um, you know he was just kind of influencing music in terms mm-hmm. of singing. There wasn't really anybody around who sings. Um, my my stepmom, who I call my bonus mom. Um, when i was home for the holidays was saying you got that voice from your grandmother your grandmother had such a beautiful voice but she wasn't like a soloist or she didn't sing in church choir okay not when i was growing up um she taught sunday school and so you know aside from like maybe singing a welcome song at the beginning of the class which i don't really remember because i wasn't in her classroom with her no one really sang so I, I was a real late bloomer when it comes okay. to music, but Anita Baker is definitely one of those people who sticks out to me and probably one of my earliest influences. Mm-hmm. And I think as I got older, um, listening to the LPs that we had mm-hmm. or that were available to me. So it was a lot of women. Mm-hmm. So Chaka Khan, Natalie Cole, mm-hmm. Stephanie Mills, yeah. um... And Denise Williams. Mm-hmm, those mm-hmm. are the people I listened to growing up. And because mm-hmm. I was young and my voice was high and I could actually sing along, that was yeah, it. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean... You didn't hit Minnie? We, well, I couldn't... <laughs> I ain't never been able to hit those notes. Right, but, right. you no, know, Minnie was even somebody who I I found later on in life. Mm-hmm. Um, music has just been, it, it's been interesting like that. I think I've done a lot of my own development over the years. Right. Because... There are things that I listen to that my parents don't even listen to. And mm-hmm. they was like, What you know about that? Mm-hmm. I'm like, why don't you know about that? Right, right, right. <laughs> but it's right. just we don't have any really heavy music heads. Mm-hmm. And because my uncle's always lived in Chicago, um, I don't we've never really sat down and had like a music conversation oh, wow. ourselves, wow. you know? I mean, I appreciate the fact that he's a jazz musician and I think to this day, when I travel, I listen to jazz. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because it's just, when we used to go to Chicago, it's like a four and a half hour drive from Detroit, I would always want to play jazz music. Mm-hmm. And it's just, being young, I'm like, especially something that got sax in it, because it just makes me think of my uncle. Mm-hmm. And right. so that's how I am to this day. My friends hate traveling to me. It's like, how are we going to be on a road trip listening to Anita Baker's? That ain't no road music. And I'm like. <laughs> Man, that's good road music. We're going to at, we gonna at least listen. <laughs> to uh to compositions
0: and then after that you do oh, what you yes, want to because do. compositions is the best <laughs> exactly it's the best one yeah, yeah. I know I picked the right one because compositions yeah. yes <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: so Mr. Iman Martin better known as
2: Junie when did you fall in love with music Oh man, hey good people. Uh, man, similar to Philip, I could say that growing up, my my childhood was inundated with music. Uh, my mother had me at a young age, so I was with her through her growing up as well. So Friday, Saturday, and Sunday was just music played throughout the house all weekend long. Uh, obviously the cleanup day was integral. We had to participate in that before you could do anything else, but I remember Mays and Frankie Beverly constantly being played. Uh, Anita Baker, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh, those were the first introductions to music that I had, and it it was it was nice. It, it was it was really nice. But also too, I noticed growing up that my my mom her and her boyfriend at the time, our house ended up being the uh, the place to be on Friday nights. No. So, uh, okay. so while I would be put to bed, the party would begin in the other room or in the living no. room area. And so I'm hearing music all night long. And so then it was the Keith Sweat and the Babyface and the Alexander O'Neal mm-hmm. and uh, you get all that. So I kind of got a full spectrum of music on in the early age and it just picked up. Uh, I remember hearing Juicy Fruit for the first time with M2 I was like, man, this is way too young. Way too Way too like this is all right. <laughs> What are they talking about? Right. <laughs> man. And it just, I swore it was bubblegum. I promise you. Because you hear here juicing fruit. I'm thinking that's the gum. Mm-hmm. You know, And he's, but, I, but the music, the, the music and a, it was just those little simple things that mm-hmm. just caught my eye. And so I did play instrument for a while. I played the saxophone in middle school. I played uh, the alto, tenor and baritone saxophone oh. first chair. Uh, for all three years of middle school, stopped in high school, which is the dumbest thing I ever did. Regret it to this day. Yeah, stupid, yeah, yeah, very stupid. <laughs> in fact, Charles, your mom, my aunt came to a couple of my band shows when I was in high school. I mean, elementary, I mean, middle school, but no, but that's where music was really introduced. And from that point on, I just gravitated towards it. So I would start stealing tapes uh, mm-hmm. from my mom and start listening to them. And then as I got older, I would start getting my own music and building my own collection. Uh, but the interesting thing is, man, my mom talked about this probably uh, last year sometime. And she didn't realize how integral she was in my love for music. Because mm-hmm. she asked the question You go to a lot of concerts. When do you start going to all these concerts? And she was just trying to catch up. And I said, Really? Because of you? Mm -hmm. and i started reminding her and she was like wow you remember all of that i said never forget it Mm -hmm. i mean you never know how much of an impact it has on your childhood growing up and just those little bitty moments and it was time with mom it was hanging out with mom but that music Mm -hmm. and she don't even consider herself a music person but Mm -hmm. what she didn't know she really was at that time at least the influence it had on me so to answer your question charles that's when i fell in love with soul fell in love with r&b and it's
0: for me, it's very interesting for what you just said in terms of your mother's role. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> You've known me for a while. I've mm-hmm. always credited my uncles yeah. for mm-hmm. my love of music. I was the nephew who was always on the floor at my uncle's house. Did sit in front of the speaker. Mm-hmm. Earth, Wind & Fire, Jackson 5, Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. Commodores mm-hmm. would be pumping out of my Uncle Johnny's. Yeah just speakers and I'm just eating it up like where is this coming from you know mm-hmm. I didn't understand the speakers and all that but then the music and the sounds coming from it I was just like this is dope you mm-hmm. know really young then my his brother my other uncle and both of these are my mother's brothers uh lived out of town mm-hmm. but then whenever I go see him the same thing sitting in front of of the speakers and all of that, and just taking in everything, and they were really into the funk and the, yeah. and the uh, the kind of harder hitting male singers type of songs. Mm-hmm. But then later on, I really thinking about my mother's role. Yeah. Even before that, and I don't know, you might not know this, you don't, but the song "Too Much, Too Little, Too Late." Mm-hmm. Johnny Mathis, Denise Williams, that song. Yeah. And then uh, Larry Graham's One in a Million, mm-hmm. those were me and my mother's duet songs. Okay. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay? Aww. You've got, I don't know, seven, eight-year-old boy yeah, driving in his car. Yeah. No telling where my mother and I were going, because where we were going, it come on the radio, we jamming. Yeah. We putting on a concert. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And yeah. I would... But it was just so natural for me that it was not thinking, oh, my mother and I, we just sitting here singing mm-hmm. a song." Yeah. That's just what we did. Mm-hmm. And then, yes, there was Cleaning Day. Stephanie Mills would be playing every Cleaning Day. You had mm-hmm. uh, Natalie Cole. Mm-hmm. And then when I really saw the power of music, and my mother might kill me for saying this, but um, there would be times where, you know, long week, you're winding down or whatever. Mm-hmm. The house is dark. I'm yeah. in my room. And I just hear Peebo Bryson playing. Oh yeah. Yes. Now mind you, Peebo cool. I don't know about Peebo. Mm-hmm. And I walk out in the living room and I don't see anybody. I don't mm-hmm. see my mother or anything. All of a sudden he hits a note and I see this hand fly up. <laughs> like, yes! And I'm like, well, what? Mama, you okay? You okay? <laughs> and she do it again. I'm like, you okay? she like, oh yeah, baby. I'm fine. <laughs> that man just sang it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. And then I noticed my mother had a music collection. And mm-hmm. She wouldn't consider herself a music head, but yep. she is. And mm-hmm. she sings. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we sing, and she always got me to sing at church. So that's when I started singing at mm-hmm. church. And then from there, I taught taking piano lessons at five. Um, that progressed from piano to violin Mm -hmm. and then I became classically trained in violin and played all the way through college and so not only was that love of music given at an early age then I started getting some training to where this ear was starting to hear a little bit of anything Mm -hmm. and uh, to this very day, I cannot just listen to a song and just let it roll without nope giving it. It's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> it's a blessing. It's a blessing, and a, blessing and a curse. It's like oh, yeah, it's hot, but she was flat. You know, she was the- flat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the the music is is real and the love is real, and I think what all of us are saying, and most people will say, it starts at an early age, mm-hmm. but I think for some people, it is deepened. Uh, over the time and just when you think about like my uncle Johnny and I today can still talk about music um, He called last year to come out. Okay. Look. I haven't seen Layla Hathaway in concert yet. I know. Mm. He said no you have I just bought tickets. Yeah, wh- what do you think? I said Um good show you Be you, you are going to love it. And he said yeah. that's what I thought and you know and you talking about Anita Baker uh-huh. back in the day when Anita Baker's album came out uh, rhythm with Circle. What was it? Uh, uh, Rhythm of love. Rhythm of love album came out. Mm-hmm. I hadn't gotten it yet. Mm-hmm. He called. And was like, you got that album yet? <laughs> I said, no, I don't have it yet. He said, that's bad. You need to go on and get it. So it's been yeah. deep, and that love is what I'm passing on to my kids now, mm-hmm. I can see it in them. And so it's it's something that you know has always been with me. So while we're talking about that, and we're talking about our experiences and different things. And y'all might not remember, but I remember mine. Mm -hmm. What was your first album or tape or whatever? And and you can go with you. I have no mind, but go with you. I
1: don't, I don't know. And I was actually trying to think about this the other day because I know I had a, a, like a Sony, um. I had a Sony uh, CD player. Mm-hmm. It was it was dope, it was yellow, and it had like this silver latch on it. I had the case logic bag, everything. And I um, took it to church mm-hmm. and left it, uh, like I was putting my coat up and left it and somebody stole it. You never saw it again. And never saw it again. Yeah. And of course my dad was not gonna replace that because it was like really nice. <laughs> That was a really nice one, um, but I, what I one album that I do remember
0: was in there was Kelly Price's album. Mm, God, wow! That's Ooh. how y'all just get, okay for everybody listening.
1: <laughs>
0: Philip is the young buck of the group, <laughs> just so you get an idea. Okay, yeah, yeah Kelly Price's that was the first definitely. One? Um, Please say the first one at least. I
1: think the first one. Um, okay.
0: Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, is it Soul of a Woman?
0: Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: That is the album that was in yeah. there. Yeah. So I believe that that's probably one of the first albums that I bought for myself. Mm-hmm. But I me and Charles were talking about this not too long ago. There was Columbia House. Did this whole 12 CDs for a penny type yeah, deal, mm-hmm. whatever the case is. And so my aunt was really into music. So it, she transitioned from tapes mm-hmm. to CDs. Mm-hmm. So she had one of those, you know, those bag, one of those little containers mm-hmm. where you had mm-hmm. the little all mm-hmm. the cassettes. So she had those, she, trans, she went on to CDs and she used to just buy them. And she didn't even open them all. Yeah. Some of them yeah. were still shrink wrapped. Yeah. She yeah. never actually yeah. opened them mm-hmm. because this is before we got to the whole multi disc players. So you know, you, you had a couple of CDs you keep in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, but she had like these clear containers, like these like containers, where she would put them in there. They were all alphabetized the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. And I remember going in her room because it was lock and key, and I would just like take a couple mm-hmm. in the bin and listen to them, or I would use my my um, my boombox because I would play a CD and record. Mm-hmm. Record with a with a cassette and could record and then put them back. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think Kelly Price was like one of the first okay. albums I purchased. Okay, Kelly okay. Price and, and maybe and this would have been no that that's that's the one that I remember because mm-hmm. I lost that album. Okay, so I think okay. I remember that one. Okay, that hurt. <laughs> You're like where are stole where is it? that church. <laughs> ain't, that a, ain't that a shame? <laughs> Church!
0: You know church made of people though. Made of people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hope it was a guest. <laughs> <laughs> it was a they, guest. they took the wrong thing though. Yeah. What about best. you, man? Oh man. Uh I was trying to think
2: about this. Um
0: It's funny y'all
2: have to think yeah, about it because I know clearly. I have to think about this and I did. The first one that came to my mind was Rhythm Nation. Mm. Ooh. Rhythm Nation. Rhythm Nation days. 1814. That was the first one that came to mind when I was thinking about what did I purchase, or yeah, that's gonna be it. I mean, again, a lot of stuff was passed down to me. A lot of stuff I borrowed as up Philip was saying, <laughs> yeah. Mom, I will take her stuff. But I remember that card being the first one that was the one that I purchased. and. Uh, Man, we'll get into that one probably later. But, yeah, Janet, that's a whole nother... That's a whole nother... That's a whole show. show. That's a whole but, show? Yeah. yeah. Part one and two, man. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I have to say Rhythm Nation was the first. I right. have a story about the Rhythm
0: Nation. Mm-hmm. So, at that time, I was I was in high school. Mm-hmm. I know y'all weren't. But, anyway. <laughs> so, I was in high school, and I was riding to school. Um, it wasn't a regular ride, but... Every now and then, there were um, two young ladies that, would, <clears throat> that drove, and if they got the car, they would take me home. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, one day, it was the day it was being released, because you mm-hmm. know I knew release dates, mm-hmm. and I was like, uh, we need to swing by the mall on the way home today. And they're like, what? What, what, what are we going to the mall for? Tomorrow? I said, because Rhythm Nation's out today. I have got to go get this cassette. And they looked at me like I was crazy, mm-hmm. but they did it. Mm-hmm. And I wore... There, <laughs> I completely, yeah, Completely out. But my first, just like you, I had hand-me-downs, and so I remember a hand-me-down my mother gave me was a Jackson 5 LP. Uh, I had a new edition LP. Um, I don't even know who bought that, but I had it. But the first, because uh, it wasn't an LP that I'm going to say, the first tape that I got That I knew was mine and was for me is one that an eight-year-old kid should not have had. My mother knew nothing about him. You know who I'm gonna say? Mm -hmm. Prince Mm -hmm. controversy. I knew you. I do like that song too. That album. She came home because remember you could get you could get the cassettes like. Say you were at Walgreens or something. You're about to check out and they just have... Mm-hmm. They have yeah. sit just sit right there. there yeah. She came home with two. One of them was like Prince and the other one was uh, a collection of hits or something of the year. And so she brought that home. I knew who Prince was, but I was not big. To be honest, Prince scared me because of his whole look. Yeah. Persona. Mm-hmm. But I played that record, that tape. Yeah. It was over. Yeah. The love for Prince started, and what was probably disturbing about that was an eight-year-old boy with his same-age female cousin singing Do Me Baby. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's pretty rough. Shouldn't have been happening, <laughs> but it happened. <laughs> that's pretty rough. Yeah. And, wow.
0: But that was the first cassette, and then ironically, when I went to college, freshman year, and I had just gotten my first CD player to go with my stereo, the first... CD I bought was Prince, Diamonds, and Pearls. Mm-hmm. And of course I wore that out. But anyone that knows me knows that Prince is the ultimate oh, container. Yeah. yeah. You know that, so. We, so we know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we so, so we're talking about that in different albums. This might be hard because it's gonna be hard for me. What are your top five? And if you can't do top five, what are your like your go to albums? Whether it's go-to for a certain mood, or just what are your go-to, your top five albums? Do you want to start, or do you? <sighs> I'm not going to start, because I'm still thinking. <laughs> <laughs> top five. Wow. Mm-hmm. So,
1: uh, a Baker Compositions <clears throat> is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, we have that in common, sir. I would have to say, um, Songs in Key of Life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Old oh, soul, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, old oh, soul. He's an old soul. I was about to say nothing current. Nice. Um, <laughs> which is so. Which is sad. another show. No, which is another, another show. Um mm-hmm. those two for sure. I um I'm your baby tonight Whitney Houston. Oh gosh. Mm. Yeah, you are Whitney
2: fanatic, yeah. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's good.
1: Um man four which is probably going to be a really weird one but it is definitely one that i'll pop in rochelle pharrell mm.
2: um
1: her second album which is the entitled because the first album was like her jazz album mm. but the second album her first one was called um uh, was it one note no
0: oh, we'll come back no okay. talking about the one that had uh, uh,
1: her the second album was
0: was more with, with Will Downing on
1: it. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. And the whole reason why I love that album is because when my godmom got married, the second time, um, <laughs> she, they walked down the aisle to welcome to my love. Yeah, and I was like, who, welcome to my- Who's yeah. this woman? Who's this woman? And so that that's how it starts. That's how music is. Mm-hmm. I was like, I gotta know who this woman
0: is. Yeah, I I got that album when it came out. I of... Got- in tune with that late. Okay. And so in 1995, I went to Spain to study abroad. Uh, and I had just gotten that CD. Okay. And I swear I looked li- I Man, I listen. wore that I wore we traveled all over Spain and, <laughs> and I listen. played that woman and this woman asked me one day, "Who are you listen to?" And so I said, And I gave it to her yeah. and she said, "That is you know that's cool. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I've learned a great deal from mm-hmm. Rochelle for real. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think she's bashing crazy, but I've learned a great deal from her <laughs> in terms of her musicality. Yeah. And then my fifth album, <clears throat>
0: I'm trying to see. Wait a minute. You're, okay, so you said I need a Baker Anita compositions. compositions Song Songs of of like you said four. Beyonce Four. Is that what you're talking about? I
1: didn't no, no. I didn't say that.
0: <laughs> See? Oh, no. You said that and then you said um I say I'm your baby tonight. I'm your baby tonight. Yeah, and, and then Michelle Pharrell. Pharrell. But you said something about four, so
1: that's why I thought. Oh okay, go ahead. Did I, say four? I don't I said know. Something. Um That's not, I love that album, but I still in terms of albums, in terms of Beyonce albums since you brought it up, um I teeter totter between her first album and and four. Mm-hmm. Cause I liked her first album, mm-hmm. but I don't, I can't think of a fifth album right now, but those four are definitely no, ones those, that, are that are always mm-hmm. kind of playing. In, your, in rotation. In rotation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because for me, male voices have always been a challenge. You okay. know what I'm saying? Okay. It wasn't until I got older, because my voice has always just been high. So mm-hmm. like, I love Luther. Ah. ah, Luther. Ooh. Luther's album. Yeah. But let me tell you what my yeah. favorite one is because I never got an opportunity to see him live. Mm-hmm. So live at Radio City kind of gives me a good a good representation of kind of what his shows were. And
0: I'm gonna tell you this. It for me, now Luther wouldn't be in my top five for albums. If there was, it would have to be alive. Because as much as I love Luther, mm-hmm. I've never loved a complete Luther album. Okay. Fair. Uh, but I love him and his music and his voice, but I would never say mm-hmm. even when um, Dance With My Father, that album, uh-huh. I really wouldn't say that that whole album is, yeah, yeah. yeah that's just the way. So I but, feel, yeah, but I like
1: no. Live at Radio City mm-hmm. because for me, like I said, uh, Luther, what I do know about him is that he was a chauvin. And so you probably got the very best of him mm-hmm. in a live scenario. Mm-hmm. And so that would have been and I was young then because I think Live and Radio Live and Radio City was what? Early 2000s? Because he, he it passed. Was, it was after he yeah, passed. So they
0: yeah. put that...
1: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a really good album because okay. he's another person that I've learned a lot yeah. from. Yeah. And you can kind of tell what I like about Luther and I think the reason why I kind of gravitate towards him. You can tell that a lot of the voices that he listened to were women because of the way... Yeah because of how he kind of styles his voice. You know, mm-hmm. he was a big Patty LaBelle fan. So you can kind of tell that. Mm-hmm. And you don't get that when you listen to, you know, hard-hitting hitters no. like Curtis Mayfield oh. and... Teddy Pindergarten. Teddy Pindergarten, yeah. Pittery. Yeah, ain't, yeah. No. ain't none of that there, mm-hmm. you know? No, f- no finessing. No, no finesse. Mm-hmm. It's all rough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, those are the five.
2: Okay. Okay. Man, top five. Wow. All right. Anita Baker, Rapture. Okay. okay. Um... Of course, Janet, uh, Rhythm Nation. Erica Badu, Mama's Gun. Oh, yeah. D'Angelo, Brown Sugar. Okay. And Layla Hathaway, Self Portrait. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, those are probably, they're probably more go to's than probably top five. Top five, I was hard pressed to try to find yeah. a top five. But when you said go to, you're trying to restructure. I was like, yeah, because I always can typically go to any of those. Uh, For one, I can play them all the way through. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing. Play them all the way through with consistency uh, and you don't miss a beat you know and that's very rare now to find an album you can play all the way through it's hard uh, and groove to it all the way through it's hard it's hard man it's hard press now <laughs> hard. i don't even try it's, it's, I, yeah. I, I try
1: i have an intention man but,
2: and, and man i'm telling you but i know them five i can i can typically I go through all of those when with seamlessly and enjoy every minute of it okay and listening to it like it's the first time i heard it all over again you know my affinity for Erica, and we'll get into that. Her birthday's this month. Just, just your affinity. Oh, I know it's yours, too. You're uh-huh. talking about me. You asked me the question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> her,
2: birthday, her birthday's this month. Um, <clears throat> happy birthday, mom queen. Um, <laughs> that was a shout-out, just in case you're listening. <laughs> but you know Erica, of course, bottleism, all that. And, of course, that's a whole nother, nother show in itself. D'Angelo, you know what a genius he is. Absolutely. Uh, Brown Sugar Man, I tell you, when I heard that for the first time, and of course the single, but then you get through, the single ended up being my least favorite song out of the whole album. Because
1: that's how it always Always is. is.
2: (laughs) Yeah, the single ended up being my least favorite, but still one of the best songs. And then, uh, obviously, Anita for obvious reasons. Man, Mm -hmm. you're not like Anita. Um, and of course Janet again, but Layla, my God, the voice on this woman is Man, is, is amazing. That self portrait album I got turned on to Layla late. I knew about Layla, but had never never listened to anything that she had done outside of a song here or there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I picked up self portrait. I know maybe three to four years after it had been released. Mm -hmm. And I played it, and I'm texting Charles, (laughs) uh, my girl, and I'm like, why didn't y'all tell me about this when this came out? Yeah, They already had been listening, I'm naming songs, they already like, yeah, we've been there, done (laughs) that, where you been? I said, I must have Mm -hmm. had a bleep on my radar (laughs) somewhere and Mm -hmm. missed it, Mm -hmm. but that Self-Portrait album? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She could re-release that today. Yeah. And it'll be a hit. What was the feel... what was the lead single
1: off of that one?
2: <sighs> you have to have a yeah, look, that, you you have up. To look yeah. that up. Because like not
0: only was the self-portrait one, the one also, and I'm not, I'm blanking on the name, but she has the locks on the cover mm-hmm. with the bright red lipstick. And that's the album that had the remake of Luther's song on it. Is Hour in the Sky? Mm, I think it might be. Is it the one? It, that one... Anyway, I'm googling.
2: I I wore that one completely out. You have to see what a lead single is. I really can't think of one that was popular at that time. She might not have had one. Yeah, she might not have had one off of this one. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think that. Let go. Let go was the lead single.
0: Let go was a single. I don't know if it was. I Mm -hmm. think it was. It probably had to be. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We'll do research for Mm -hmm. next show. We have to for sure. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Now my top five. And I'm going to do just like they did. Well... It is Out Run the Sky. Yeah, that one was a favorite. That's a favorite of mine, too. Mm. So my go-to's, you're going to hear a couple that Junie just mentioned. And Junie and I grew up together, so, yeah, you might hear a lot of similarities. (laughs) But I'm going to start with Prince, Sign of the Times. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that album, for me... Everybody was always talking about Purple Rain mm-hmm. and all the others. But Sign of the Times, you are mm-hmm. on a journey of every possible genre of music. And it's, to me, it's just absolutely perfect. Then you've got, I just told you the story about mm-hmm. picking up Rhythm Nation. Mm-hmm. I will play Rhythm Nation anytime, any day. I want to hear it. I am want to play it. Yeah. Um, I, and and I think what makes it wonderful for me is I see the videos in my head mm-hmm. as the songs are playing. Mm-hmm. People don't look at videos as much now. Right? No, when we people were, don't even make them. Yeah, no. actually, yeah. And then they make them. Nobody's looking looking at them. <laughs> but back when this came out, it was if you didn't have a video, you didn't succeed. Yeah. And all every video for this album mm-hmm. was amazing. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And then another one that Juna just mentioned: Mama's Gun. Yeah, I think we were on the phone. Yeah, when Mama's mm-hmm. Gun was released. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, Baduism took me there. Mm-hmm. Mama's Gun took me over the top. Shout out to Tuesday release days. Yeah, uh, sh- yeah. Tuesday Shout, up, I mean, you Tuesday knew exactly. release days used to be. At I knew where Target, I was every when I got that
2: album.
1: <laughs> Target <laughs> every Tuesday, and so you
0: had those, and then there's an album that people just did not understand and I loved it from the beginning. Maxwell's Embryo. Ooh, yes. ah, that got
2: to go up there as an honorable mention for me. Yes. Maxwell's Embryo,
0: yeah. that thing. And you were talking about, Philip. you were talking about people traveling with you didn't like us you were playing jazz. Uh-huh. Imagine getting in the car and you playing Embryo. <laughs> and I'm like, you ride with me? But it's so dope. Man, it it's it so dope.
1: And mm-hmm. one of the best unplugs. Maxwell oh has gosh. one of the best Absolutely. unplugs
0: ever. Undoubtedly. So that Embrya yeah. album was before his time. Yes, it was. I think if it were to be released now, well, I don't even know about now, but maybe a few years ago, it would be received better. Mm-hmm. But even if you see Maxwell in concert now, he refers it to it as the weird album. Mm-hmm. Or that strange yep. album. He did. Yep. Yeah.
2: No. Mm-hmm. It's that was beautiful. Weird. That was yeah. it.
0: It is absolutely beautiful. And then the last one, and a lot of times I don't really include um, compilation albums. Okay. But the Essential Collection of Donny Hathaway, Mm. I have to include it.
2: Okay. It's got
0: A Song for You. Mm -hmm. It's, of course, all the ones with Roberta Flack. Uh, Giving Up, I Can Play Over and Over and Over. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I, I was exposed to Donny. I wasn't a kid kid, but maybe 10, 11. And I was like, mama, who is this? Right, and right. she says, you don't know Donnie Hathaway? And I said, no. And again, she said, you need to ask your uncles about Donnie Hathaway. <laughs> yeah. Love. But she had some of his stuff, and I fell in love. So later on, I did get the collection. OK. I will pull it out. Yeah. At any moment. Yeah. And is that fire? Yep, that's fire. That's fire, yeah. Um, I could keep going. Yeah. Oh yeah. That could be, be it.
1: And now that you've right, said started. names, right. my mind is like, yeah. cause I don't like compilations either, but I think that they did a really beautiful one for Phyllis
0: Hyman,
2: which oh, I, which
0: I mm. play
1: yes. all yes. the time.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So
1: yeah.
0: Yes, that goes that reminds me of the Young Sons, which we can talk about later. Yeah. As well. That's another yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So well that's that that's cool. So we've got the albums and we talked about the things. And so you know we just ended 2019. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I think this will be a good time to kind of uh, talk about what we thought about music in 2019, what we would like to see in 2020. Uh, in terms of music, soul music, R&B music, mm-hmm. um, to kind of, you know, end today's episode. Okay. So, and I'm not going to ask this particular person, just, just just thoughts. 2019, I don't know, do you want to say what did you like, what you didn't like, or just overall impressions of 2019? Sure. I think what I can I'll start with, yeah. I felt like 2019 in terms of soul or r there was no soul okay there was a vibe okay for me a vibe and soul are two different things and I I think with the soul music I am so used to uh, lyrics that you know, imaginative lyrics. It's not so in your face. Also, lyrics that make you think and, and, and make you, you know, just kind of contemplate on what's happening and what the music is doing. Mm-hmm. That, no. And it's not just 2019, but in 2019, it's just out there. Lyrics are just out there. And you got, to me, the same um, monochromatic, minor, Dark vibe sound, and it was killing me. It was like I felt like I was in a dark haze. And the Anytime I turned it on, and I was like, "What is this?" Yeah, yeah. You, you, is it? Just, it wasn't just me. Is, is it just me? Or I see where
1: you're coming from. I, you know, I think I vibe you. music has has mm-hmm. become a thing. <laughs> it has definitely it's become a thing. Me. And so when you have an artist like I like I'm a I'm a huge fan of her um I I I find (laughs) I find it's very difficult for me to find fault in -hmm. in her Mm -hmm. um because I think she presents very well Mm -hmm. and I think that her music is thoughtful and she's thoughtful and she's a very intelligent artist. And I think that those people sometimes they get recognized, but they get lost in the shuffle. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because there are because it 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 maybe it's too thought provoking.
0: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, maybe. a lot of artists get lost when things are too thought-provoking. Even Erica has talked about that. Too. And I
1: don't think her is necessarily deep. Right. You know what I'm saying? In, in terms of, like, I don't think you, it's not like listening to a Lauryn Hill album where you need mm-hmm. your, the thought, your thesaurus to mm-hmm. figure out, you know, because can say something like, what the hell that mean? Uh- <laughs> so it's not like that. I just think it's like, but it is very thoughtful
0: music. And, and, and I think sometimes people are really into stuff that's, that's mm-hmm. brainless. <laughs> Beats and, and I think, big. And, so, and that's why when you said her, I would not consider her vibe music.
1: No, I don't think okay, she's that. Okay, That's okay, what I'm saying. Okay. I think
0: that mm-hmm.
1: you know, music is going in that direction and because it's going in that direction, we tend to lose people like her. Uh-huh, you know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm super now excited I'm that you. she's going to be a part of that mm-hmm. Prince tribute Yeah, because I think that I don't want to uh, not to throw out this word, but I think she's worthy mm-hmm. of being on that stage presenting because yeah, she gets it and And she's not just a, I I hate to do this because I have a a professor who used to say, you know, just because I'm a singer doesn't mean I'm not a musician. But a lot of times we only look at musicians as people who are like Mm instrumentalists. But, you know, her musicianship is something, you know, Mm -hmm. the ability to play multiple instruments. Yeah, she can't play as many as Prince, but But, she plays more than the average bear. mm -hmm. And that makes a difference. It does. You know, in terms of how they write. Mm -hmm. Musicians write differently, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So... I don't know. Two thousand nineteen was an interesting year. Grammys went off last last week, and you know I don't. Know. Mm, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Oh. So <laughs> another show. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, uh, but it was just, it was just proof that music is in a different place.
0: It's, it's in a different place, and I would love for twenty twenty to bring some passion and soul back into. The music. It's cool to vibe. Mm-hmm. It's cool. I don't, and I don't have a problem with people wanting to vibe, but I guess, and it may just be my age group, you know, it's just that you need a little more than just the sing. And, and my daughter and I have had this conversation, and I'm just like, I don't get it. Or at least I don't get it in its I can listen to something and then move on to the next one. I yeah. can't let it continuously. It's just not, I don't know, maybe just not in the space I'm in right now.
2: Yeah, that's fair. And of course, granted, we gotta be fair, we came up in the 90s, and we consider is... no era of music, not at least rhythm, so R&B mm-hmm. goes, mm-hmm. Yeah. like the 90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. So we did come up with a, the Barber's Race High. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, That was the introduction of Neo Soul. Mm-hmm. And Neo Soul just took over and man. And so to your question, Charles, and one thing I have was encouraged about in 2019 was kind of a kind of a reemergence of all Neo Soul. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You had artists uh, like her, uh, Lucky Day, uh, <laughs> Lucky her- Day's a good one, Aria Lennox, uh, Snow Allegra. <laughs> Uh, and some other ones that have just come out of the scene and it's like, man, I'm feeling that vibe again, Uh, that I felt when when D'Angelo first came out, when, when Lion Bay yelled. Uh, when or Badu first came out and all of those I'm starting to feel that resurgence a little bit so I am kind of encouraged by that and hopefully they're taking some mm-hmm. notes from exactly. the past mm-hmm. and grabbing those like we were talking about CDs from back in the day or downloads whatever we're doing now with music uh, or oh, whatever we're doing <laughs> however we're getting it <laughs> but streaming, streaming whatever's happening mm-hmm. and being able to make that connection man because that was the, for me Neo Soul man I didn't see it coming, but when it came, it came, it came strong, and I would love to see another resurgence of that. Mm-hmm. Uh another decade of it. Or give me five years, whatever. Just give me something yeah. uh in this next this next decade that speaks to Neo Soul and brings that yeah. back. So I am encouraged with that. And uh and again, I, I in the words of Jay-Z, man, depth to on <laughs> 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 two. Death <eyes. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> it ain't gonna happen
1: I, you know what I think it is I think that you know we don't we don't always pay attention to artists when they say this but how much the industry has changed and how it's changed and, yeah. and how difficult it is to put out products put out projects and, mm-hmm. and that they believe in yeah how I many times have you heard artists say mm. I really didn't like that album. It's not one of my favorite albums. Yeah. I'm hearing it more and more, that that and more often now. Yeah, and yeah. Out, yeah. Um, yeah. Where it was just like I had to do, I had to do what the label what the wanted label me to do in order for me to do what I wanted to do. Right. And and I just, it's difficult because you have people who 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 do a uh, who create a lovely body of work, a phenomenal body of work, um, and then there's that pressure. You know, Mm -hmm. and that's definitely episode we can talk about too, about Mm -hmm. the pressure of trying to live up to your own greatness because we've seen so many artists succumb to that. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, and then the the whole you know the sophomore slump thing Mm -hmm. that used to be a real big deal—an awesome first album and that second album come out and you like. Is this the same artist? Right.
0: <laughs> like what is? What this? happened? Yeah, yeah. And so I
1: think that I think that has a lot to do with it too because I think that there are people who probably have the capacity to release more thoughtful music, more uh, you know, music that is more impactful, but is it going to be supported? Am I going to make an album is it going to be yeah. shelved or am I going to be shelved or mm-hmm. or or or, mm-hmm. or you know, or am I not going to be allowed to do what I want to do because I got to do this?
0: And a lot of what you're saying is why there's still the presence, and even more of independent artists. Yeah, exactly. Which is why one of the focus I want of the Sweet Soul Spot Mm -hmm. is to get some of these independent artists on here and interview them, talk to them, play some of their music so that people can hear it. Because you're right, out here in this industry, those types of projects well, one, they're not understood because they don't think it's going to make money, so therefore, they're not going to be supporting it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you've seen artists tank that should not be tanking because of of, of, of that. Yeah. And so that is one of the the, the big things that um, I'm hoping to do here on Sweet Soul Spot is get some of these independent artists in here. Even those that, um, you know, we have known for a while. Here in Atlanta, there's so many uh, that we can get them on here. Let's talk and let's help get you out there. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, because the industry has changed. Even for us as consumers, yep. you know, it's changed for us even yep. trying to get access to it. Yep. And, um, you know, I, I missed the day of getting a CD and reading the whole the cover the notes. And people Absolutely. say you can still do it, but you still look weird now because where are you going to put I don't have room for them anymore. Yeah, I don't have know, space. It's just, <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, but I, I totally miss that. But now LPs are coming back so I have to make space cuz I will be collecting you, you will be you will, will be, be collecting, collecting. Yes, yes. okay so I have to make space so I'm well I'll be inheriting so
1: That yeah. means make space for all my inherited albums that'll be coming my way That's I'm cool. hitting up That's all cool of the cool. all of my friends and people who don't have children like what are you going to do with this record collection when you're gone it needs to be given to somebody who will care for it
0: so, yeah. Here's my name. Yeah. <laughs> it's so strict right here. Take it off. Make all. sure you put oh, it me.
1: down in the paper so mm-hmm. I don't have to fight nobody. That's right. At the estate sale. <laughs> right.
0: This <laughs> is earmarked for Phillip. Yeah, I'm just going to get it off. Well, Philip, I'm going to let you know you won't be on my list. No, oh, that's fine. Well, there'll see, be some people see, fighting. But well, see, you mm-hmm. got
1: children, I yeah. understand. But I know a lot of single
0: folk. <laughs> That's cool. Well, this has <laughs> been great, guys. This has been great. And I hope everyone listening has enjoyed our conversation today. This is the Sweet Soul Spot, and we look forward to bringing you a lot of thought provoking, fun, and just wonderful episodes in the future. Uh, thank you. Peace. And have peace. a good evening.
2: Bye.